Hey, the Washington football team that classified best podcast that's out there. You know we got some good people like Eric and Ellie, they on there. We know Washington football team, the best team out there, and we don't care. They used to talk about how we ain't make it to the players, but boy, did y'all go there? Let's talk about Chase Young getting them sacks. Let's talk about Gibson running it back. Let's talk about Terry Lawrence scoring touchdowns every time he catching that pass. Let's talk about Rupert Foster, how he's sitting there waiting for somebody to run that slant. Let's talk about Kim Fuller, how many picks he got. Yeah, the boy be still in the pass. Pick six. Welcome back to the Washington football team declassified podcast. Let me tell you, let me tell you, week one of the NFL football season is here. How long have we waited for this, guys? How long have we waited for this? Are you ready for Sunday? You got your big screen TVs ready? You got your grills ready? You got your, your, your burgers and your steaks and your wings and all that stuff ready? It's time. Go get that stuff from wherever you put it away at over the wintertime or, or wherever your butcher is, Walmart. I don't care where you go to get your stuff. Go get it because we made it. No more preseason. We made it. We got the Chargers. That's a game. Man, is that going to be exciting? I tell you what, we got the quarterback. Justin Herbert on the other side, and we got Eckler. And then we got us, our defense. This is what you want if you're a football fan and you want to know how good your team is. Our team, the Washington football team, this is what we want. We want these kinds of tests because guess what? Through the rest of the season, we have these kind of games. This is big time. Week one matters. Don't don't tell me about other years in recent history where, you know, we got to week one and we knew we were going to be bad and pretend like we, we weren't going to be bad. So we said, oh, yeah, week one, we got it. No, this this is different. We got a chance to do something this year. But we got to do it now before we get too far, take a moment, hit subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening on right now. Hit that subscribe button, leave a review. Like I said, I don't talk quarterbacks. I don't worry about quarterbacks, but I know you want to hear about quarterbacks. And so what I did was I went out and I brought back the absolute best QB evaluator on the internet and on YouTube. I'm talking at QB spotlight. No one better in the game. Hands down. He's going to tell us about Justin Herbert and why we should be worried about him. I think our defense can handle it, but we got to start with the facts first. So QB spotlight, let's go. All right, so the uh, Washington football team this week plays the Chargers, and we've been talking to each other a little bit about the quarterback situation there. You know what's going on in D.C. We got Fitzpatrick. I think your overall perspective on him is you know what you're getting. You're going to get the highs and the lows. You can win some ball games with that, but he can also lose you some games. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. And then on the other side of the field, we got Justin Herbert. And this is where I really wanted to get your thoughts on this, because I know you're a big college football guy. Uh, talk to me a little bit about Justin Herbert. Yeah, it's funny. The, the thing with Herbert and most uh, most college football fans or college football analysts, so, so to speak, were kind of surprised how well he did in the NFL. Uh, if you look at his college stuff, 
he didn't have a bad career by any means, but it wasn't what um, what you would expect from like a first round pick. So the games against the top twenty five opponents were noticeably down and noticeably lower uh, than whenever he would play uh, kind of more easier opponents, which, is, which isn't um, a surprise. But for a first round pick, you want your good games to go against kind of the more uh, upper level opponents, if you will. And so when you got to the NFL, the talent was always there, but the fact he was able to elevate his game against better competition was kind of uh, what really surprised people in college football. But uh, as far as the talent goes, I think he has you know more to develop. I know we'll get to some more details in a little bit, uh, but to kind of wrap that summary up, he, did, he didn't maximize the potential in college, but at the NFL level, he seems to be doing that. That's, that's a relatively rare thing for quarterbacks to be better in the pros than they were in college. And I think what you hit on is there has to be aspects to that that cause that. Um, and, and so it's not really a thing that you can, or at least us as fans should go looking for, or, oh, hey, you know, this guy was average in, in college and he's going to be great in the NFL. It doesn't happen that frequently. And it really does seem like it was the conditions that Herbert was dealing with in college that led to that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. And so uh, like the, the Oregon offense uh, and this, they have a new OC now, but the Oregon offense was, I don't want to say gimmicky. That's not the right word, uh, but it didn't necessarily put him in the best position to uh, utilize his, his potential that he has. He has. He's got a big arm. He can push the ball downfield, but they had a lot of like mo- motion stuff, swing routes, screen stuff. And they just didn't kind of utilize one, the arm he had, but then two, the, the ability to, uh, to open up space in the middle of the field, which is what he's done well with the Chargers, right? So he he has that big arm. He can push the ball downfield. That opens up the intermediate throws, which was something Oregon really did not do. And so I think that was kind of the, 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 the biggest takeaway in college was you expected more out of him. He wasn't utilized like he should have been. And looking back at it now, it's more of the offensive system. Now with San Diego, he's in a better system that fits his skills. It fits his skill sets. Uh, it just fits the tools that he has. And so I think you're seeing him kind of blossom now. And, and you're right. It is a, a bit strange to see him be better his rookie year in college than he was his entire career. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, his rookie year in the NFL than he was his entire career in college. Uh, so I, I would expect a, another step year too. Um, but yeah, I, I know, I know the fact that he was able to take that step from college to the uh, NFL, I think, uh, tells you that he's coachable and he should be able to take another step. Yeah. 31 touchdowns. I think he had something like 10 interceptions as a rookie, mm-hmm. not to mention what he did with his legs. The kid is just an all around stud, or at least it appears that way. And then of course, what you're looking for second year is consistency. Um, is there anything to his game now that you see him doing better than he did in college? I think honestly, and I don't know how much, it, again, I don't want to bash on the offensive system in college because we don't, we weren't in the meeting rooms, but it, it, it seems that he's able to process information a bit better. And that could be offensive scheme. It could be the routes. It could be how he was coached in general where things just kind of click uh, where in college, you know, maybe he's only taught to, to read one side of the field and not go to a backside or whatever it may be. And so I think this processing information uh, is something that he's done better at, which is, is funny because usually it takes you a few years. Like usually you process information better in college than when you get to the pros. Uh, but Herbert seemed to, to kind of be the opposite, at least his rookie year. And so I think processing information uh, and then that kind of leads to quicker, more decisive throws. Yeah. And I, you know, I was listening back to when you joined us the first time and you talked to talk to us about like level one, level two, level three throws. He can do all of them. Right. Mm. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Like people get, people get, uh, you know, when you hear Justin Herbert, you think, oh, big arm can fire. And that's great. Yes, he, he can, but he can put touch on the ball too. He can throw his guys open. It's not just a big arm. He has a, he has good feel with his arm, right? He knows when to use the big arm and he knows when to dial it back a bit, but you're absolutely right. He can make all those throws in the field. Yeah. And I think he's a type of athlete and type of quarterback that can really carry his franchise, at least from what we've seen so far, it's hard to really define a career off of one year, but you can only use the evidence that you have. And he appears to be the kind of guy that can elevate a franchise. And as a Washington football team fan, I'm going to be honest, it makes me a little bit nervous going into week one, having to face a guy like that. I mean, he just came on the scene. It was kind of reminiscent of Deshaun Watson's rookie season when he came out. I mean, he had like a six game stretch where Watson was just on fire and Mm -hmm. Herbert did it for, I think a longer stretch and and maybe even (laughs) a little bit more impactful. Um, you know, with the defense that we have, we have some aggressive pass rushers. We have a secondary that's now improved. We have better safety play as well. Um, do you think that being aggressive after Herbert is going to play into our strengths or, or play into Herbert's strengths? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't have the best answer because it could be both, right? Um, and with a quarterback like Herbert, there's so much to defend where if you're overly aggressive, he's able to kind of uh, put the ball where the blitzer is coming from essentially, right? And then it's opening up space where if you're not as aggressive, then you're giving him time to kind of sit back and pick you apart. So I think the answer is probably going to be a happy medium, like, like in most cases. And then depending on the flow of the game will depend, okay, let's lead towards being aggressive or let's lead toward being a bit more conservative depending on the flow of the game. So not probably not the best answer, uh, but a lot depends on how the game, you know, uh, takes off and how the game just kind of plays itself out. Is there a right way or a wrong way to defend a guy like this? Is there something we should just absolutely stay away from? Um, man, I, so I'll be honest. I don't know what the receiving situation like. Uh, I don't know if there's anything you should absolutely stay away from. But if he has a dude on the outside, I'm sure you, 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 you'll know that better than me. But if he has a dude on the outside, uh, because if, if he's a dude, then Herbert will be able to make any throw and throw his guy open, even if it's perfect coverage. So make sure this helps somehow, some way. And uh, we appreciate you joining us once again, man. Um, t- give me one thing, and we'll get you out of here on this. Give me one thing that's going to keep me awake at night watching Herbert play against our team. One thing that's going to keep you awake as far as, like, what he can do well? Yeah. Yeah. So if the, if the play breaks down, everyone knows he can, he can throw the ball. But the play breaks down, you better have someone that can run because he's sneaky fast, sneaky athletic. I think his 40 times like four six something in the combine. So uh, even if the play is defended perfectly – he still can pick up the first down and do it just kind of deceivingly. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. I've had nightmares about it already. Uh, check, check you out at, at QB spotlight on social media. And once again, the wonderful YouTube channel, congratulations on all the subscribers that you have going on there, man. We love to see the content that you put out and hopefully you put out even more, man. So thank, thank you. you again for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. All right. Have a good one. All right. Thank you, man. So we got the quarterbacks covered. Once again, thank you to QB Spotlight at QB Spotlight. Check him out. I'm serious. You're going to want to know a lot about what he's got going on. And he'll be back with us. That's my guy. Now let's talk about the tight end position. Most of us believe we've gotten better at the tight end spot, right? Because Logan Thomas's development, first and foremost, should continue at the tight end spot. We got a new backup. We got John Bates in the draft. He looks like he's going to be a player. Then we got Sammy Reyes. He's a project, but sky's the limit. 
but I'm not a professional tight end. I didn't win a Super Bowl as a tight end in the NFL. But you know who did? Rick Doc Walker, a.k.a. Doc Walker, a.k.a. the voice of DC Radio. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard this guy on the Washington football team uh, game uh, game cast. You've heard him on the radio everywhere. He came here to talk to you, Declassified Nation, about our tight end situation this year. Let's show Doc some love. Um, Doc, let's jump right into it, man. The um, the tight end position is one that we hear a lot about the the complexity of transitioning into the NFL from college playing tight end. And I don't, you don't typically see a lot of tight ends come in the league right away with a bunch of like huge number seasons. Is there, is there something to that? Like, is there a reason why tight ends don't transition a lot more easily like some other positions do? Well, the very few guys that play it their whole career, you usually um, you come from wide receiver, running back, whatever quarterback, it comes in all shapes and sizes and also based on the offense that you run. Yeah. Joe Jackson Gibbs was an innovator like Kyle Shanahan uh, or Mike Shanahan. These guys, uh, Bill Walsh, uh, Bill Belichick, they utilize it as a weapon. Most teams that win figure it out. And most teams that lose don't because they're stuck on stupid. So they never really get it. So it is not everybody's not good at it. Everybody, they just, it's amazing how infrequently it's utilized as a weapon. Like wide receivers, running backs, I mean, come up plentiful. That's all you hear about. But um, I was watching Notre Dame, Florida State last night. Um, And it's interesting because traditionally, this is what Notre Dame does. They're going to produce two or three of them every stinking year. That's why they go there, recruited to go there. Michigan used to be very prominent in that area, you know, as well. So um, it, it's it's interesting to see. I always keep my eye on it, smile. Yeah, to see him play, for sure. Um, so we got Bates this year in the draft, and uh, I want to touch on Reyes in a minute in too, but Bates seems to be a very natural tight end. Um, do you think that he can have some success this year, or is it going to take him a little while to get everything together? Well, and then I don't know because these powder puff preseasons, yeah. they didn't scrimmage anybody. They hardly play their people. I don't know how anybody predicts. I know everybody got to feel time, but I don't do that. I just, I don't know. I have, I have to see their offense. I have no idea what they're going to do. I hope for them, but they've given me no reason to think that something's going to happen. Right. I got to see it to believe it. I, no, I, I can agree with that. And then of course, Reyes is a prospect that everybody's really excited about. And I think it's about measurables for him that people start to say, okay, this kid might be something. But the fact that he doesn't have that tradition of playing tight end, even for a couple of years in his background, can you kind of talk about what his struggle is going to be like and how hard it might be for him to really kind of grasp the position? He's an unusual case. I understand why they you want to invest in him because you don't, you just go back throughout history and, and look at the converted players who've come from hoops or another sport, not only to play well, but to be Pro Bowl players, difference makers, because they're hard to defend. Belichick kills the league simply because he throws to his backs. 
It's a natural mismatch. Back versus linebacker. Duh. <laughs> but yet, he's the only guy that does it consistently. Right. He and Shanahan. It's amazing how people – so, anyway, <laughs> bad topic. I just got to see it. Uh, where Reyes is different is that most guys that are athletic, he'd be receiver first. This guy's brutal at the line of scrimmage. He'll pancake people. Yeah. So he's a physical freak in line. For a guy that's never played, that's weird. Yeah. So if he can if he can stay along that boundary, he's a 10-year player. Mm. If he can stay that way, he might get seduced into catching balls and thinking he no longer has the block, then the team can never be that good. Because this team has played with 10 men way too long here. Right. You need 11 on 11. Have to. If you got a guy tight end, he won't hit a dead man. You just kill your running game. Yeah. And we've seen it here over and over again. Some guys I really like, I mean, they've been really good receivers, but they don't contribute in the run game. And that's up to the head coach. If you let people get away with it, who's going to volunteer to get their face smashed in? Nobody. Nobody. Smart. So you have to be forced to do it told that's the only way you're going to eat. And then if you want to win, you chip in. If you don't, then you're just a stats freak. And, you know, you'll be also ran mediocre, like what they've been here for two decades. A long time. That's interesting you say that too, because, you know, thinking about it with Logan Thomas this year, we have uh, Bates and then Reyes can really force his way onto the field by contributing the blocking game. For I didn't think about it like that, but see, oh, I'm glad yeah. you said that. Yeah. 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 He's a, He's got a chance, big physical guy to throw his body. Once he understands the nuances of it and why I'm hesitant because he hasn't seen a regular season game plan. Yeah. He's going up against guys right now like me in preseason who can't play. Right. And so now we're going to find out regular season. If he can maintain that, if he's on the active, he might not even be on the active. That's true. But I know they're working with him. Logan Paulson, who I respect the hell out of. Yeah, has also worked with him and Logan's going to teach him if he's paying attention to Logan, understand the game, understand how to make a living, understand how to contribute on special teams because he can run. You play tight end, you got to play teams for sure, because you're looking for people that are larger and can run to help you on the usual party of special teams. He ought to be a terror on that. But if he's not, then that'll retard his growth. He's a terror. Now that's another advantage for Ron to be able to travel with him, get him involved, right. maybe create a package for him. I love three tight end packages. We ran it all the time, yeah. jumbo, because short yardage, you can throw out of it. Um, but, you know, that, that comes up to the coordinator, and that's all on whatever they decide to do. Somewhat They're somewhat unorthodox. So I, I don't understand it, but I'll accept it if it works. For sure. Is there an opportunity or a lack of opportunity because he might be the third tight end on the depth chart, like in practice reps, or do all the tight ends get a considerable amount of reps in practice? Yeah, well, because you're short. I mean, you get reps because don't forget, while you're working on your offense, you're working on your defense game plan. So Reyes could run all the scout team. That's true. Okay. So he could be going up against our defense. And the beauty of that is that you're going up against our starters. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron right you want to go up against the best that's why good teams end up being good longer than others because the level of competence you get in practice elevates your game 
if you're beating somebody every day in practice, you're going to get whooped on Sunday. For Chances sure. are. Yeah. You want to be 50-50, lose some, competitive. So in practice, we're battling Rich Malott, God rest his soul. You know, he was a beast. Yeah. Monty Coleman, beast. This is how you get better. You, you, if you people are oh, one every practice, well, you got an average team. I mean, we used to watch Daryl Green and Art Monk in one on ones. Gary Clark, Jerry's what one on ones. Yeah. Dexter Manley's rushing against Joe Jacoby mm. in practice. Daryl Grant and Russ Grimm. It was like two Ram Bulls. Yeah. These dudes had violent collisions. These, this is what happens. Dave Butts and Mark May. Mark May's going against one of the biggest human beings in the world every day. So when we play Dallas and they got too tall, just another guy to him. Just another guy. <laughs> it, it's never, you know, the, the, the key on game day is to reduce the shock value mm. so that there's no shock value. You can't beat a man that you're overwhelmed by physically when you see him. If you, That's shock. Oh, my right. God. First time I ever saw Big A, uh, too tall Jones, I said, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I and I saw Dave Butts. Yeah, I played against Washington. When I was Cincinnati, so I played against. I, I saw, but Too Tall Jones was enormous. There's some enormous people that you have to go up against, and then there are guys that um, Hollywood Henderson got great hand. Jack Ham, Hall of Famers, they have great technique. Everybody thinks it's a battle you come out to beat somebody to death. No, it's people that are athletic enough and have great hands and feet and eyes. They don't get tricked. You don't hook them. They have great leverage. It's all the things we never talk about that makes it work. And, uh, and, if, and that's why I tell people, if you're really interested, um, watch the New England Patriots work. Just, just watch them work. Because you need to see and understand that every game is a whole new adventure to them. Yeah. This, what do they do? They do whatever it takes to beat you. I love it when people are selling themselves on who they are. They have nothing to show for it. <laughs> we run this, and we're a two-back, and we're a one-back. No, you ain't about nothing right. until you can beat somebody. Then your personality starts to develop. And if you're trying to cram your philosophy yeah. on players that can't run your system, you're an idiot, okay? And there's another idiot who hired you. Right. And there's another idiot who hired the guy who hired you. That's the whole NFL. Yeah. That's why half of it is horrible because you got garbage on garbage. And at the top, they get it. That's why the Steelers always win. Yeah. They may not win at all, but who would you want to bet on? They're always there. They're all, and that's what you look for, consistency within your program. And I sense that we're kind of headed in the right direction. It's hard for me to tell because I haven't seen it here right. in so long. It's been a long time. Yeah. This might be a silly question, but why don't more teams just look at what New England is doing and say, let's try some of that? What is it? Because they, they don't have to. Because they don't have to. How can you own a team here for two decades and never hire anybody from New England? That's not a good point. In the front office. Yeah. I mean, aren't you kind of curious? Yeah. <laughs> why they keep kicking everybody's ass and you don't? Right. That's why I'm talking. You don't have any incentive to do it. Because you're making a fortune. Right. Any business that rewards mediocrity is a bad scheme, yes. unless you're one of the owners. Right. I ain't mad at them. I'm just, I'm just saying, here's what I see. Right. Hell, why would you up your facility, take away from your profits? 
we finally fixed our fields. Finally. Now our fields are a number one. It's only been two decades, but yeah, hey, right. better late than never. That's my whole point. That's what I've been screaming about for a decade. This ain't that difficult. No. We make it difficult. On ourselves. Because you don't really know who you are. Right. Are you Walt Disney or are you a football organization? You got to make a decision. Now it looks like we're trending with Ron, you know, and, and everybody's new. So what they did, we've seen this before. I mean, come on. You know, this happens in politics every four years. It does. Yeah. yeah I mean, people blow everybody out. Oh, is that supposed to bring about a whole new? Well, maybe it will if you get the right people. Right. And it seems like maybe we are on the right path. We'll know in September. Because if you want in whatever, then you got some recovering to do. Don't mean you're out of it. Yeah. But all I'm saying, only the San Diego Chargers with Marty Ball have ever failed miserably in September and came back and at least got in the playoff. September's everything because it sets you up for December. Right. We backload the schedule. We play most of our violence is in December. We play right. our cousins right. in December. So you got this weird deal, Chargers, who most people here won't respect. Bad mistake. They can play. They're awesome. Yeah. They maybe have the – if you told me right now you can take one quarterback, right now and he's your quarterback and you can't have Mahomes who is it he's got Herbert's got to be up there it's Herbert yeah I'm sorry but Brady I got to pass yeah even though love you love what you do I'm going to get this dude yeah so that's the guy we have I'm not certain our fan base understand you ought to be really concerned Joey Bosa is everything you're talking about Chase Young is going to be you hope he will be. This guy's already there. Already there. Yeah. And you got to block him. And I like Sam Cosby. He impressed me. Even though we got a little sample size of him, for God's sakes, he's a rookie. He didn't even play. Right. I think in the third game, I, I, I don't understand <laughs> it for the life of me. You got a guy, Davis, and your side linebacker who nobody's certain about because he hadn't shown you what you're looking for, but he's still thinking. I don't know if he can play or can't play, but I know what. He's smart enough to try to do it the right way. Now that costs you a couple of tenths of seconds yeah. on your reaction, but I like a guy that's cerebral. A fool would just fly in there and may get it, may not get it. Now I can't trust him. So everybody said, well, he's slow to develop. Well, good, because maybe he's figuring this thing out his mind. And once he gets it settled, he'll play faster. So I'm giving up on him. Would have been nice to see him against the Ravens. Right. They're the only best bullies on the block. And you got a chance to test your guy. See, when the Ravens come to town, I'm salivating. Oh, my God. I love them. I love their approach to football. So now I get to go dog versus dog. Let's see what we got. We opted out. Okay. Maybe maybe they're right. And maybe I'm the guy that's wrong. We'll see. We'll see for sure. That's another organization just changes hands with the GM or the the guy in charge of making decisions. They have a culture. They have a culture. Right. They, They hire from within. Yeah. It's the Raven way. Yeah. They have everything that we're, and Ron talks it now. He talks a good game right. and I get what he's saying. It mm-hmm. makes sense. He didn't realize where he was starting from. Right. You're in the Mojave desert here. <laughs> no way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> first of all, you got to survive and just hope you got enough to liquid, make sure you hydrate yourself so you can get right. through this, man. This is not easy. Yeah. Everybody that talks about like, this is not easy. 
Right. It's not like Gruden and all of them before and weren't trying. They were trying. They just lack discipline. That's one thing Ron has. They have discipline. They look orderly. Right. <clears throat> when they come out, you they pass all the tests. That's his military background. Yeah. That's what I love about guys that have military background. They look the part now. We ain't worried about it. They ain't got guys. I mean, I, I just knew, and again, Jay's a nice guy. All these people are nice people. When Swearinger taped his helmet up, I'll never forget his face mask up. You got guys dressed up like Bozo the Clown right. coming out in the uniform. I don't like that. They even let their captain, Trent Williams, come out. I don't, that ain't me. If you're a captain, you're not out there to be Liberace. I mean, you out there look like everybody, the Patriots, they all look alike. Yes. That's militaristic. Right. Militaristic is uniform. It is orderly. It ain't trying to get votes for appeal. It's business. Ron has that done. Our guys look the part now. And, and that's encouraging. And now they got to handle business on the field for sure. So. Well, we won't know. September will tell us all. Yeah. They lose. It don't matter. At what September. Because you got this short week and they're not the best in the league with, with the pandemic. So uh, people go, well, why did they discourage anybody? Who the hell would be dumb enough <laughs> to have brought their team to this? Because they were like the most infected team in the league right. when it started. Right. See, people don't let your fandom close your brain yeah. off. There's a reason they didn't scrimmage anybody. Nobody would have come to see them. That's my opinion. Okay. Now they got the stuff together. Now they're in the 90 percentile. Ron has done it. If you care about a man that went through cancer with you, that shows me, I don't want to hear your lip service. You love him, prove it. Right. Prove it. Show the that's action. all I'm saying. Prove right. it. Yeah, shut, shut up. Just yeah. prove it. They talk too much. Right. So that's part of being the Walt Disney program that they were. You know, it's about Disney. We're, we're creating all this. Everything's hype. Everything's fan sale. Well, you know what? The place was damn near empty now. Now you got to rebuild it. Right. And now they've come up with great deals, the ticket sales, the ticket, the gold seat program. They got a million things over there that look really good. I'm saying give them a chance, but it's going to come down to the product on the field. For sure. And so, and that's what I think all of us, that's why we're in this. I mean, we're in this, we all got podcast. We got, we're doing this, but it all kind of centers around them hoping that they give us something so we can build what we want to build. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, let me talk to you about Logan Thomas a little bit because we saw him really blossom last year, right? Um, is he, when you, you know, given your experience tight end and you watch him play, is he a guy that has a lot more room to grow given his transition to tight end or is he kind of where you think he's going to be and he just needs to capitalize on that? Oh, he's nowhere where he's going to be. He's going to go. He got two more years. Let me tell you what. If he avoids serious injury, He's going, he's a Pro Bowl player because he's got the mindset of a quarterback. He's trained himself and adapted. Nobody's born a Navy SEAL. Right. They develop in the SEALs. And that's what you're looking for. And how do they do it? Through a system that has great coaching, great mentorship, all the things. And he's a product of, they have an excellent coach. One thing Ron does, he has attracted, in my opinion, outstanding teachers around him. 
their offensive line. You know me play. I keep Chicago. Send us more offensive linemen. They cut them. We get them in and they start. Yeah. Now, where the hell does that happen at? <laughs> linemen and right. in, in Chicago, your quarterback didn't kill. So that's what I'm saying. The player gets shocked. He's released. He says, okay, let me get my thing together. Then he comes somewhere with a man that can communicate. They teach good technique and they get results. I like that. Yeah. All I need with Logan is to see healthy. He's a terrific receiver, understands route concepts because he's a quarterback. So that helps him, but he'll block. He'll block. Jordan Reed, one of my favorite people, but Jordan wasn't in to get, I mean, he would give you an effort, but I was like, you know what? Let me just split him out. Yeah, He's so valuable. See, Jordan was so good at what he was good at. Right. I didn't care if he hit anybody. Most guys aren't that good. He he could have just been in. A, I'd have played him in a nasty slot. He'd have been my slot receiver. Mm. He could have ended because he was. He is the most incredible guy I've ever seen in separation because yeah. he had basketball feet in a football body and great hands. Um, yeah, he was, he was special and the nicest person you'll ever meet. So you pull for him. I like our. I like the tight end room because I like to coach. And now it's up to find out how they'll be utilized. Um, Joe was Joe was Hall of Famer. And as a result, Joe <clears throat> figured it out like most great coaches do. There's what I'd like to do, and it's what my talent will allow me to do. Mm. So where Turner, when Turner figures all that out and gets it to where he's comfortable with, and <clears throat> then this offense will be good. I don't need this offense to be great because I think I have a potentially an outstanding defense. So I think from a broad scope, I go, how do we win the game? What's our best defense? So now that's why I like Allen. To me, he's the best quarterback for this system because I don't need Houdini. Right. And I don't need this magic. I just need you not to F it up right. because I'm going to beat people on defense and with special teams. Now that we got return guys back into our arsenal, it's the field position game. I'm going to beat you because I'm going to keep my bulls fresh. I need you to give me two to three first downs of possession. Right. If my bulls play a lot less and they ferocious, my interior defensive line is the best I've seen here depth-wise from first to second. To me, it doesn't matter who starts. I rarely say that. It's always the difference. These dudes are interchangeable. Yeah. That's saying a lot. Right. When you got Ionitis and Sevels behind you, they can play with anybody. So that's why I like them four Bulls. Now we coming up field. Hey, man, this is just offense. Don't turn it over in our end. Don't put us in a short track. Don't give the opponent an advantage. I'm like George Allen now. I'm protecting my assets defense. So now all I want you to do, don't turn it over. I like this magic when he's on. Heineke, I, he's the most competitive guy. He reminds me of Thaisman. Yeah, I love his bite. This dude, he'll die trying to help you win. Love all that. Can't afford turnovers. Right. I cannot afford that. Whereas eight can move if he has to. Got a gun. If he needs it, call me. Hey, man, don't turn it over. Let's get some drives going. Let's feed the pigs. Yeah. That's what I say. 
but we don't agree philosophically on offense. So I just support them and watch. Yeah. Right. Doc, I'm gonna get you out of here on this one, man. I was looking at some uh, old photos because I have some pictures in my house from the Super Bowl teams. The black gloves, man. Not a lot of people were in black gloves in the league back in the day, but you had them on a lot. Was there something behind that, or was it just kind of the style you like? Well, no. The black the gloves help in a time. You get your fingers dislocated. You always, when your hands down on the ground a lot, it just it just helped you feel secure. In the ball, and the ball also protecting the fingers and the hands, and that, and you could punch with them. So always, always dug them. It was one of those things that came out, and you go, "Wow, we played a lot more turf." Mm-hmm. You had that, and um, yeah, and it, and they allowed you to do it. When you your your hand without any traction, most guys will wear some form of a glove. They took stick them out yeah. of the game for the most part. It was in the game when I got in the game. But, yeah, when those things, we call them frog gloves. Where I just remember it just good to punch with, too, and it just felt good. Yeah, but I know, like, a lot of guys that did have gloves were white gloves or light-colored gloves. Did you just choose the color black? Just yeah. The, yeah, yeah. I just always wore them. I, okay. I just – I didn't see them in another color, per se, but I just love the black glove deal. Uh, Ken Norton. Yeah. It's just some reason I saw – I was a big <laughs> boxing guy. I just love it. Just it was a good feel. Okay. And all of them were black that I saw. So okay. um, we had privy to, but I never, uh, I wore some in the early 80s and I would just cut the fingers out. Mm. It was a golf glove. Gotcha. And just to having that, that, that pack, little yeah. something in your hand. Yeah. But, and they were free. So, I mean, <laughs> if they had had us buy them, you see a lot of people with a lot less stuff. <laughs> if they said you got to buy these things, cash for the figure. That's like high school. You didn't have much. Right. Just did work with what you had to work with, but yeah, Jay Bernetti, our equipment guys, uh, we we had a great group of people. Yeah, and um, that's what it's about. Your team has to not only be good at what they do, but you need good people. Yeah, because you're not going to win every game. We lost our first five, right, under Joe Gibbs, but we had really good people. Nobody turned, pointed a finger. All through Jay Gruden's deal, you, I swear, Andrew, I like Swearinger. I really like him as a person. Yeah. But my God, some of the things he said were true. He was right. But it's how you present it. Present it, yeah. It was like they were having open arguments, yelling mm-hmm. like a couple, screaming right. at each other. Jay. And it's not just Jay. Jay had a staff. Somebody help him. Right. Swearinger could play. But you couldn't keep him when you couldn't afford that. Yeah. It was so disruptive. I don't even know if he's in the league. Now he can play. But my God, dude, you talk yourself out of a lot of money. Yeah. And a lot of things he said had merit. Don't get me wrong. It just shows you how dysfunctional the yeah. team was. He's crying out for help. And very few people were listening. Some things he was right about. Yeah. But the manner in which he took. To do it, you don't see that happening. Not on good teams. No. Good yeah. organizations, good businesses. This ain't that different, man, than anything that you've ever seen that was well done, well operated. Right. Well, good schools have great principals. Exactly. And they have great counselors and they have great coaches, men and women's side. To be really good at something, it takes a lot of effort yeah. and a lot of moving parts. That's why I'm so fascinated by it. There's nothing excites me more than just 
this race, arms race for perfection. Who's going to pull it off? College, the top, you know, the bowl, seeing Clemson play against Georgia. Yeah. That was cool. UNC yeah. and Virginia Tech this weekend. Terps and West Virginia. I want to see Rock'em Sock'em. Yeah. You know, L- L- and I give LSU, my Bruins, but I, I, I asterisk by it because of what the kids from Louisiana had to go through. Right. They were pushed out of a state, pushed on buses. Hey, man, it matters. It does. Don't tell me that, oh, it's no, no, you don't know. If right. your mom, if I'm worried about my mom and our house, the phone system's off, I can't even talk to her. Right. That football game becomes secondary. Exactly. I don't care what anybody says. I'm happy my Bruins are back. I'm, lo- You know what I love about them? How they play defense. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody good to me. It's got to start on the defensive side. Yeah. Because when you can stop people, you give yourself a chance. And you can run the ball. Michigan, God, another Michigan. They got that much talent that people, they can just give people away. <laughs> right. I mean, the kid threw for 10 touchdowns uh, the other day for Michigan. All these transfer portal people, it's blowing me away. And I don't know how the NCAA is going to be able to deal with portal transfers and money. Yeah. I think this is going to be a catastrophe. And I just, I, I, and I, I hope not, but I, I just don't see it. It's just youth now controlling this. And what I don't like about it is that it's because it's a team sport. If they had said X amount of dollars can come in from charity standpoint and the team will will hook people up. We'll 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 decide this. Mm-hmm. I always envisioned beautiful rec halls for the players, yeah. lavished. Some people may have iPhones and iPads and whatever. Some may not, but if the boosters love you enough, you got a lot of money, it would have been a lapse of luxury. So kids never were never won anything in college, but it would have been the team. Now, the superstars, the Heisman guys, yes, you got to break them off a little something. Right. But I don't see a football team where one guy gets a million and the line gets nothing. Nothing. And you think that's not going to be a problem somewhere down the road? Right. Then then you're not very smart. You ain't thinking. Yeah. Yeah, you ain't thinking. So I'm going to keep my eyes on that. But uh, week one of college football – I was thrilled. I'm yeah. so jacked up. And then Thursday, uh, well, I'm not excited because they got the Cowboys in the game for why I have no idea <laughs> how you right. can be average and end up in the opening game every against year. Super Bowl champions. Right. Every year. But they'll do what they do every year. So, and I'm disappointed because Zach Martin now has COVID. Right. I don't want that. I want them to be at full strength. Right. I don't, I don't, I hate it when somebody gets hurt, whatever. Oh, no, I'm not even gonna talk trash now. That's why I didn't mention the Bruins, LSU. Hey, man, what'd you? No, no, I'm not doing that. I want you mono, like Clemson, Georgia. Yeah. That was trash talking. Yeah. They came out and the bulldog tapped that tail. (laughs) They (laughs) tapped that tail. I don't wanna hear nothing. See, that's what I like. Alabama and the U, they were doing all that. Not for long, they weren't. <laughs> yeah, you got to answer Alabama for that. Alabama took that paddle out. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. So put up or shut up. That's what a healthy. I hope the Giants get Saquon Barkley back. Yeah. I hope he plays against us. Yeah. 
See, because if not, I got to hear all the giant fan. Oh, you in? No, no. I want Excuses. you full tilt, right. so we can punch you in the face. So that's what I'm hoping for. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, man. I appreciate the time, Doc. Good luck. Hey, and, dog. Uh, hey, man. Without you, it just don't work. I mean, we have to. Work. This is us. Otherwise, yeah. you know, it it does it doesn't work, and we're lucky. Even if we don't make a dime, we get to do what we love to do. And if you can make a dime and love what you want to do, that to me is the American dream. There it is. Just That's like it, that, man. All right, y'all stay strong, man. Holler at me. We will, man. Appreciate okay. you. Okay, appreciate you, man.